Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me again on another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. I'm going to be hosting alone today. Um, So I called this episode Filling in the Gaps because I'm going to be talking about some subjects today that uh, people have reached out to me and asked me, you know, why do you do this or what do you think about that? So I'm just going to dive in. I did want to make mention so this is a new development. I am so excited. Um, when was it? Friday. I don't. I don't know if I remember telling you guys. I have this like since my half brother, half brother, sorry, my brother by love. Since my brother by love, Brett died. There's been this song. Specifically, if I hear this song on the radio, I have a good day. I know you think I'm absolutely batshit crazy. I get it. But I swear to you, it's true. So whenever I hear this song, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, and what that song is about, it's about her liking a guy, and she isn't sure if he likes her. He's exactly her type, but she's not sure, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like this my theme song, right? Um, every time I hear that song on the radio, something amazing happens to me. Um... On Friday, when I was going to see The Wizard of Oz, I know that sounded funny, um, it got re-released. I saw it on Friday. It was amazing. I'm going to talk about it later. But as I'm driving there, Super Bass came on, and it hasn't come on in, like, a really long time. And I'm like, what could possibly happen, you know? So whatever, I go to the movie. I loved it. I feel like I forgot the movie. Like, I was watching it, and I feel like I completely forgot what this movie, like, I, of course, remember what it was about, but I forgot, like, the chronology of it and how things happened. So it looked good to see it again. And, um, yeah, so after I left the theater, right before I left the, the theater, I'm sort of working on a project, and... um I don't want to really discuss it totally, but I'm working on a project, um, and I got some, and I haven't heard feedback from the person that I sent my question to. After I got out of the movie, I heard feedback from the person just out of the blue. So that was kind of weird. And I know you could say it's a coincidence because I just sent them an email before, but I sent emails prior, and they haven't responded. So I was like, okay, that's strange. I get home, and it is pin drop quiet. Happy Feet is not upstairs right now. Happy Feet left for the weekend. I am so freaking excited. It has been nice and quiet all weekend. Actually, I should call them Thunder Feet because that's what he sounds like. I am so excited. I slept so good. But then the bad news is today, 
um, tonight at 1 a.m. until 3 p.m. will be out of power because the wonderful company named Eversource, um, which has cut off our power seven times this year for, quote, upgrades, unquote, um, they're cutting off our power. So I'm going to wake up to no power. Hopefully, I sleep through the night. One time they did it, and it's almost like I knew that it was gonna, the, the electricity was going to be off, so I woke up in the middle, and I couldn't go back to sleep. Um, and then one time they said, oh, it's going to be out for this long, and then it was out for like an hour. So you just never know. Um, with cutting off our street lights seven times, you would think the upgrades were already done, but whatever. Uh, they suck. Um, and I'm not above saying that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I already talked about the movie, but, but yeah, but, um, Thunderfeet isn't up there right now, and I'm just so relieved. It's just nice having peace and quiet. Um, movie reviews. I saw The Wizard of Oz, like I said. I did not remember anything. Like, it starts off black and white, and then when she goes, to Oz, it changes into color. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And it was so ahead of its time. It's still timeless. It still talks about, you know, relevant themes. And um, yeah, it was really, really good. I, I'm so glad I saw it. Uh, and plus, I, I like to see re-releases because, I mean, 1939, the movie came out. I didn't see it in theaters originally, so... I also saw the movie The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and William Defoe. Um, it's about Robert Pattinson. I don't know what time period it is, but um, it has to be older time period. Um, shot in black and white. It's by the director of The Witch, which is kind of funny because I hated that movie. Um, his name is Robert Eggers. The Witch was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. The Lighthouse, probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, Robert Pattinson plays this jack-of-all-trades kind of kid who, well, kid, because he's basically still living with his dad, that kind of thing. Well, you don't see it, but you get the impression that he says to William Defoe's character. William Defoe's character is the keeper of the lighthouse. He's been doing this for a while. They're supposed to spend two weeks here getting the lighthouse prepared, um, getting lobsters, you know, the whole bit. Um, for some reason, William Defoe's character will not let uh, Robert Pattinson's character go up to the actual lighthouse. He can clean below. He can bring him water, and other supplies, but he can't go up there. And Robert Pattinson's character, and I'm not telling you his name for a reason because that's important to the film. Um, for some reason, he won't let him go up. And, um, yeah, it's, there's a big storm that happens, um, and the storm, like, kind of... Um, What's it called? Uh, I'm totally blanking on the word. Strands them on the island, and so it's just them, and they start to go mad. It's just such 
a good movie. Um, I will say this, though, and I know this is a tiny bit of a spoiler, but I have to say it. Robert Pattinson likes to masturbate in movies. This is like the second movie he's masturbated in. And it's just kind of strange that he likes to do this, but whatever. I will also say it's the first time I saw him as a truly romantic lead in a movie. I know I saw Twilight just like everybody else. I always thought Edward was kind of a wimp. But this movie, Robert Pattinson really came out of his, like, shell, and he acted. And also, I hope that I'm praying, because what I just learned last year was the studio, they are the ones that select who could be best actor and best supporting actor and so on and so forth. What I hope happens is the studio allows Robert Pattinson to be lead actor because his character truly was a lead and Willem Dafoe's character was truly a supporting character. I don't think that they, these two should be both leads. If they do that, William Dafoe will win his first Oscar. His character was phenomenal. He had so many monologues and he just spit them out. He just spit them out like, like, like he was talking. It wasn't like he was acting. I've never seen anything like that. And he was so good. Please, 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 I'm hoping because I don't want him running against Joaquin Phoenix. If he runs against Joaquin Phoenix, he will not win the Oscar. Joaquin has it locked in. Robert Pattinson, I don't think he'll win. He'll be nominated, and that will be awesome for him. It will be his first Oscar nomination, but he, sh- he should be nominated 100%. But I pray, I pray, I pray William Defoe is supporting because if he's in that category, no one else will win this category. It's William for sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Speaking of a lock, um, I also saw the movie Dolomite is my name. And what that is, it's on Netflix. Um, it's a movie about basically the raunchiest comic to hit the world. I mean, he was so raunchy. Think Red Fox. Think Richard Pryor. He was, I think, right after them. His name was Rudy Ray um, uh, Moore. Eddie Murphy plays him. And Rudy is a comic, an aspiring comic, but he works at a record store. And he puts out uh, his own album, comedy album. Um, This is after he finds inspiration to make his own comedy. His own brand of comedy in the 70s was taking hookers, taking um, these stories. There was a local man in his homeless, in his neighborhood, that he heard about the name Dolomite. This homeless guy was you know, just saying, oh, um, this cat Dolomite, he did this, and he would rhyme and he would talk about Dolomite. I'm not even going to attempt to pretend that I know how to rhyme like that. So Rudy, 
his on-stage persona was now Dolomite. He started to wear elaborate, bright costumes, and he started to rap like this homeless guy. But over time, he just developed his own raps from um, the inspiration that he got from this homeless man. He put out his own albums because no record company would ever release it. He sold them himself because no radio station would play it. And he became an underground hit. So then the radio stations wanted to play him. He wanted to make a broader audience, and he wanted to bring Dolomite to the screen. Again, nobody would help him. He used the money from his record sales to buy, um, I'm sorry, to um, fund the film Dolomite. Surprisingly enough, the film hit, and suddenly he is, an underground sensation. And the studio that said no, they suddenly say yes, and they want to help distribute it. And it's just an amazing, amazing story of persistence. And he didn't let anybody tell him he couldn't do what he wanted to do and what he felt he was born to do. And that's what drew me to the story. Eddie Murphy will 100% win Best out, sorry, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or, or Movie. He'll win that primetime Emmy. He was phenomenal. And people, including myself, are comparing it to The Disaster Artist. It is, but it isn't. Um, Rudy made a ton of money, and he made seven more sequels after Dolomite, and they were all successful. And Tommy Wisnow, he kind of made the room, and that was pretty much it. Um, Yeah, but uh, shout out to Greg Sestero, who I actually got to meet. He was so freaking hot. Oh, my God. Greg is so hot. And I absolutely love Greg, and he is just a wonderful guy, and... I'm going off a tangent. Um, the, Greg wrote The Disaster Artist. He wrote the book. And then James Franco made the movie. So that's why I mentioned it. But So, yeah, it kind of is The Disaster Artist. But there's a lot more moving parts to it. And what um, what Rudy did that it doesn't seem really like Tommy did um, Rudy brought in all of his friends, and he made sure every last one of his friends were taken care of. And I'm not saying Tommy didn't, but you just get such a a good feeling about Rudy after you watch it. I don't, it's, it's, it's an amazing movie. It's on Netflix, like I said, really good. Um, what I've been watching and catching up on is The Crown. Um, I'm on season two. I am almost done. I'm on... Um, Season two, episode seven of ten. And let me tell you, I feel so bad for Princess Margaret. She has had the worst love life. Like, worse than me. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for her. And I just, oh. And then, of course, I looked on Wikipedia and I read her, the rest of her story. And I just feel so bad for that woman. 
Oh, my heart goes out to her. Um, but yeah, the crown is so good. I want to hurry up and finish up because, excuse me, in November, the third season with Olivia Coleman and this ridiculously gorgeous um, actor named Tobias Menzies is going to be Philip. Olivia is going to assume the role of Queen Elizabeth and Tobias will be Prince Philip. I think when they get into the later years, they should so 100% contact Helen Mirren to play um, to play um, the Queen and um, what's his name? Um, was it James Cromwell? Was he in the Queen? Um, I want. I think it was him. Oh man, I don't even know. Um, but I want her, I definitely want her to play the queen in the later years. How amazing would that be? Um, oh, yes, it was. James, sorry, I just looked online. James Cromwell played Prince Philip. Oh, my God, that would be so amazing to have that cast come back. Oh, my God, I would love it. I would love it. Anyway, um, but, yeah, um, what a good show. I love it. And I'm obsessed with it. And I'm flying through it. I'll get done by today. And then I'll have to start. I'll have to wait. I don't, I don't want to start a new series until that the next one comes out. So um, next season comes out. But yeah. Exciting stuff. Also, I caught up on uh, Power this morning. I think it's one more episode and the series is done. Wait. I'm not sure. No way. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good show. It was a really good show uh, today. I am so surprised at how this show is developing. I mean, oh, it's getting down to the wire. And, oh, no, it's definitely not done yet. It's got... I think today was episode nine, and there's 15, so it's got a long ways to go. But, um, ooh, it was good. It was real good. And next week's is going to be really good. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Uh, and just, if you haven't tuned, if you didn't tune in yesterday, I had Shane Johnson on, who plays Cooper Sacks, and he gives, let me tell you, he's, he also filled in the gap. My question to him was, why is everybody in the FBI trying to, or um, whatever, I think it's FBI, why are they blaming Ghost for Angela's murder if they found him with her, if he's the one that took her to the hospital? And Shane explained it perfectly. Oh, my gosh, it was, it was an amazing interview. And the fact that, like, like I told him while I was interviewing him, getting to know an actor on a personal level makes it so much different to look at that character. Like, I look at Cooper Sacks so differently. I always thought Cooper was hot, number one. I was going back and forth between Tommy and Cooper for the first season, but after Tommy killed the love of his life, I kind of was like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> Oof. I think I, I I think I'm done with Tommy. He's crazy. 
Um, so Cooper's been my main, my main squeeze. Um, but yeah, it was really good talking to Shane and getting to know him as a person. Um, getting to hear his characterization of Cooper too. Like, it made me understand Cooper so much more and I don't hate him as much as I did the first couple seasons. I get, I understand him now. And even when he does something that I'm like, why is he doing that? Oh, well, I get it now, you know? Um, yeah, so also moving on to my next topic. Sorry, I just thought of it. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, why do you do Monday Man Crush? Why do you talk about guys' butts online? You know, it's so uncomfortable to hear. And I say, you know what? And they also say, if I talked about a woman's butt, this is my straight guy friend. If I talked about a woman's butt, I would be called sexist and whatnot. And I say, listen to me. You are absolutely right. You would be called sexist if you talked about a woman's butt. But here's the thing. Men can walk around with their shirts off. Women can't. Women can't even breastfeed their children without people making us think about it. If a woman walks around in a short, you know, let's say short shorts and a crop top, she's called a slut. If a guy does it, people laugh and say, oh, he's being funny. So... And if you look at, even if you look at movies, women can show their boobs and they can show the front of their, you know, vagine. They can't show, you know, the inside, obviously. Um, men can show, show their chest, their butt. Oh, women can show their butt too. And their penis is covered, not even the front of it. Sometimes you see a man with his penis out, and that's an MT. That's, oh, oh, my God, this is like, watch it, watch it. But it's okay for a woman to be butt-ass naked with a Brazilian in front of us. So you know what? I'm going to sexualize men. I want to make you feel as uncomfortable as you make us feel. Because let me tell you something. Trans women get sexualized 50% the same way women get sexualized. Maybe even more so. They ask us the most disgusting, degrading, horrible questions. And my sister just sent me a meme. I wanted to, oh my gosh, it was like the perfect meme. I want to, being a hopeless romantic stuck in a hookup culture is a special kind of hell. And she said, thought of you. Absolutely. Just because I am trans, people assume I'm constantly wanting sex, number one. I want to convert, what, uh, a straight guy into liking me. And number three, I'm going to take someone's man. I can joke about that all day long. Oh, I'm, I, I say to one of my coworkers, I'm like, girl, I'm going to take your man. And she's like, no, you ain't. And we joke about it because it's funny. If it ever came down to it, of course I would not do that. But that's not what these transphobic, uh, xenophobic even, people think. They think trans women, all, all they want is sex. 
I personally am attracted to men, whether they're trans or not, or cisgender. I, I like men. But I also like men who like me. Um, but having said that, I do have crushes, and I talk about them openly. I told Shane on the phone I had a crush on him. It's, it's not sexual. When I have a crush on someone, it's not about sex. It's about, um, he's a nice guy. I think he's cool. Or this is the type of guy that I think if I ever found the love of my life, I'd want him to be like. Josh Murray is, number one, the type of guy that I would absolutely want to model my boyfriend at. And I know some people listening are like, oh, Josh Murray this, Josh Murray that. It's funny. I watched um, season 10 of The Bachelorette with Josh Murray and Nick Vial. And I don't understand why people hated Nick and why people now hate Josh. Um, I get that they warmed up to Nick now. He's been on two seasons of The Bachelorette. He had his own season of The Bachelor. He had um, went on Bachelor in Paradise. Nick, to me, is definitely somebody that I think should be in a relationship. I think he is so, like, listening to his podcast, I listened to his podcast, The Vial, the Vial Files, and if you haven't listened to it, please do so. It is really good. He He's good at stepping out of himself and giving a relationship advice, but when he talks about what he wants in a relationship, it is so nice to hear that because you rarely hear what people want in a relationship. And you rarely hear them become very honest. And he is so honest about it. So, like I said, uh, The Vial Files, look it up. It's, it's a good podcast. On Mondays, he has, he talks about um, relationships with guests that come in, that call in, excuse me. And then on Wednesdays, he usually has uh, a celebrity guest or um Maybe they're not a celebrity. Maybe you haven't heard of them, but he he puts them on. It's really nice to hear. And I love his producer, Rochelle. She is so awesome. Shout out to Rochelle. Um, yeah, and so I, I don't understand the vilifying of those two men and putting them, like pitting them together um, well, against each other, sorry. I think Josh is a nice guy. Um, I've talked to him a couple times. Um, yeah, I think he's nice. I've never talked to Nick, but that's okay. I still, I still think Nick is is a good person. Um, but I just think that people misunderstand both of those guys. And I would love to have a to hear a podcast where Nick actually has Josh on and they squash this stupid beef between them. I think that'd be amazing. But but yeah, that's why I talk about my crushes to desensitize people to the fact that men are never sexualized ever. They're never seen as, you know, um promiscuous even. 
you know, a woman, she's promiscuous and she's slutty and she's out and she's a hoe. And you can use those same terms for men, but they don't have their own terms. You have to use terms that, you know, he's slutty like a woman. No, he's not. He's or a man whore, you know. But it's just funny how men are treated so much more forgivingly than women are. But that's why I talk about um, my crushes. And also, I just want on record, um, I wanted to tell you my top five. I don't think people know who my top five celebrity crushes are. So I wanted to, um, yeah, I'm on the top five. I don't care. Um, So first, well, let me start at five because I can't choose between them. I really 100% honest cannot choose between these two. I've tried. So I'm putting them together. I did that a couple times, by the way. Um, so number five is Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. I read Julian's book, Relentless, loved it. Um, I feel like I got to know him more. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why I like him. I just do. I just feel like he's down to earth. Danny, I I like Danny because he he reminds me of Julian, but he's a more clean-cut version of him. And he, I mean, he had that little outburst where he got drunk and Instagram, did an Instagram post about how Olivia is this and the best sex he's ever had, blah, blah, blah. but whatever. But I still like him. And he's, I swear to God, he's got one of the nicest buttons as well. I showed my, my friend a picture of his butt, and she's like, the curvature is perfect. I've never seen anything like that, but whatever. Um, my number um, four crush, I can't choose between either. They have a picture of them together, and I'm like, all right, just kill me now. How am I supposed to choose between you two? Um, so that would be... Henry Cavill and Chris Evans, two superheroes. I mean, come on. I cannot choose between those two. They're both gorgeous. I've heard Chris is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, but then I heard the opposite about Henry. But I'm going to choose to believe what I want to believe. And Henry has a nice blood as well. And I will forever love (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Mission Impossible 6, when they're in that bathroom, and Henry does the things with his fist before he fights that guy. Oh, my God. I don't know why, but that is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in a a movie fight. It was just like, I don't know what he did. And then he, there's an interview. He's like, I don't know. I just did it. It felt natural. I'm like, oh, my God, you are. And the thing about Henry is I know some of his backstory because I, well, I don't know personally, but I read up on it. Um, he grew up heavy. He's one of five. Kids made fun of him in high school. He never had friends. He never had a girlfriend. He, he met Russell Crowe while he was in high school, and Russell Crowe was filming this movie called Proof of Life right by his um, school. He met him. Russell Crowe said, never give up. Do, do what you got to do. He ends up being Superman. And 
Russell Crowe ends up playing his dad. Like, you can say what you want about Henry Cavill. I just, I really love who he is. Like, his story is just, like, amazing. And he even says, you know, there are some days where I look in the mirror and I'm still that 13-year-old fat kid. I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't think that he means to be a jerk. I could be completely wrong. I've never met him. But I think it's his insecurity where he doesn't want to get to know anybody. He, he's probably thinking in his head, you know, you people wouldn't even, like, look at me when I was fat. You people wouldn't even know who I was until I got thinner, until I got taller, and now I'm good looking, and now all you want to be is be my friend. No, you're fake. And I bet you back to what, what it is and his own insecurities about still being overweight in his mind. I don't think he's a bad guy, but whatever. That's just my two cents. Um, my third, I've already talked about it, Josh Murray, 100% my third crush. Um, a little upset, though, because I did make, I spent two hours out of my day, two hours, okay? I I only did this for one, two other people, actually. Um Gino Anthony Pesso, I think I'm saying his name right, Pacey? No, it's not Pesso, obviously. It's Pessy, P-E-S-I. And um, my friend Clayton James, I created uh, Wikipedia pages for them because you're not supposed to create it for yourself. And to my surprise, they both update their pages and they constantly use their pages. So I feel good about that. I created one for Josh, and he had it deleted. And I'm a little, I'm a little butthurt about that. Like here I am as a fan doing something to try to support him, and whatever. So, although he is my number three crush, I'm still a little upset about that. Um, but whatever, I'm not gonna, not gonna be mad about it. I'm not gonna hold it against him 100%. But I still, maybe I'll hold it against him like. 45% because he did waste my time. Whatever. Um, my number two favorite crush, obviously, Jonathan Scott. I mean, yes, he's dating Zoe Deschanel, but he constant, he's been consistently my crush since 2011. And I swear, before the day I die, I will take another picture and not look like a deer in headlights with him and um, his brother, Oh my gosh, what an embarrassing moment in my life. Ugh. Anyway, um, and of course, my number one, always, still, since 1997, Matt Damon, 100% my favorite crush um, of all time. He's just, that guy is, uh, yeah, anyway. Um Speaking of Matt, he is friends with Ben Affleck, and I just saw this morning TMZ. I don't know what acronym to call them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it. They are the messiest news article in history. They put out a video of Ben stumbling drunk on the street to his car. He he was in the passenger side, just to let you know. He he was on the street wearing a mask, 
he he stumbled back and held on to a car. Then he walked to the back passenger side of a SUV. So he wasn't driving, don't worry. But why would you release that video? Clearly, he's off the wagon and his sobriety's broken. Why would you release that video? That is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. I just, what is wrong with our media today? Who thought that that would be a good idea to release? Who's that helping? It's helping nobody. There's a porn star. His name is, um, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking out on his name. What is wrong with me today? I'm like, <laughs> sorry, I'm like totally blanking out on people today. Um, there is a porn star. His name is Nick Capra. He is probably one of the nicest people you will ever talk to. You can go online and talk to him on Twitter. You can talk to him on Instagram. It's, yes, he's a porn star. I don't care. He's still a person. And he was sober for a very long time. A very, very long time. And what happened was he had a friend who outed his sobriety. Like, why are people doing this? So now Nick posts about his sobriety, and he basically had to start from day one a month ago. And when you see somebody fall off the wagon, you don't make fun of them. You don't question what made them fall off the wagon. You support them 100% because if this role was in reverse, you would not want someone questioning you or judging you. So we need to be more empathetic to people who have addictions, whether it's a sex addiction, whether it's a alcohol or drug, because the second that person leaves this earth, the people that outed them, the people that chastised them, the people that brought them down would be the first to post about them. Oh, this was such a good friend. Oh, this, that, and the third. They'll show support after the person has left the earth, not before. That's the wrong way to do things. We need to show more empathy and more support while they're alive. Because what if they see that? What if Ben Affleck sees this TMZ video? And he goes further into the hole. He starts drinking even more. Well, guess what? Now it's TMZ's blood, our hands that are bloody. I just think it's so disgusting when people do this. Support each other. Don't tear each other down. There's no need for it. I know there are some people like myself I come off as a strong bitch. I can handle whatever. That's how I come off. But guess what? I have my weak moments. I have my insecure moments. I have my sensitive side. You have no idea what I'm going through. Don't tear each other down. Lift each other up. That's my message on that. Um, my... um. 
I have a thought. I was thinking, what is going to happen if Trump gets impeached? He feels that there's going to be riots in the streets. And I just rhymed. Um, I think that's horrible for him to say. What I'm scared of is Mike Pence being the president. If you can somehow tie Trump and Mike Pence and get them both out and have Nancy Pelosi be the interim president until the new one is elected, I'm all for that. But just getting rid of Trump will not solve the problem. That will be cutting off one head of Hydra and the other one growing back is Mike Pence. Mike Pence is worse. So um, what I find interesting, though, is that Jane Fonda was arrested three times outside at a peaceful protest, okay? Picture that. She's outside protesting for climate change. She's arrested three times in a row. Trump supporters go into an SCIF meeting, investigation meeting. Um, Oh, what does it stand for? Security, I don't remember what it stands for. Um, They go into the FF, (laughs) I'm losing my mind today, Um, sensitive compartmented information facility. They, They storm it. There's a sign before you walk into those doors that says no recording devices or cell phones beyond this point. These all men, all white, storm in on their phones, recording, we're going in. We're going to see what this investigation is about. These impeachment hearings without us there, what they didn't know was there were Republicans there that were testifying. What they didn't know was they are breaking national security by doing what they did. Then all of a sudden, they post him online, they post him on Twitter, they post him on Instagram, they delete him and say, oh, our assistants had those. That wasn't our phones. Uh, we saw video of you walking in there. Your other cohorts had video, and the video was saved because people save things when you put them online, sweetie. None of them have been arrested. They broke national security. None of them have been arrested. I'm in shock. <laughs> what are we teaching our kids? You do something peacefully, you get in trouble. You do something that potentially could harm national security, you don't even get a slap on the wrist. I don't understand this. I do not understand this. If somebody could enlighten me, I would love that. But I'm like in shock over it. But yeah, so that's my two cents on that. Um, I think I feel bad for the next president that comes in because if this person is a Democrat that comes in, they're going to have to undo all of the mistakes he made. We're going to be rolling back all the way to 2016 
where Obama did all this good and all these protections, he, this person's going to need at least eight years to fix what, what has been undone in four. So that's going to be a challenge. I feel so bad for that person. Um, they're going to have to waste their presidency on fixing what's wrong. Uh, and like I said, they're going to need two terms. If it's, if it's a democratically president, president or if it's a open-minded conservative Republican who doesn't feel like trans people are a threat, who does feel like veterans' um, benefits are a thing that needs to be addressed and, and helping veterans uh, come back from overseas and try to transition into civilian lives. Trump isn't doing that. And just thinking that president is not going to have, have any social media presence. That president is going to have to polish that presidency crown all over again that's been tarnished for four years. This person is going to need at least, at least eight years. I feel bad. I just feel bad. Um, I will go on record in saying two things. And this is not a smear campaign. You can look it up. It is factual. I'm not saying anything that, that's not, that's a lie. I'm not saying anything that's a lie. Um, Camilla Harris, when she was the San Francisco District Attorney, has convicted several black men wrongfully. One named Jamal True Love, who was on um, I Love New York, season two, he got put away for six years for a crime he did not commit through mistaken identity. Six years. When he got out, he sued. He sued San Francisco. And he won $14 million. Camilla Harris has never apologized to him for that. Never. Cory Booker is currently dating Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson and her mother are accused of physically assaulting a trans man that was paid to do renovations on her home. Again, I'm just saying facts. If Corey's out here saying he is for trans people, how is he dating somebody that is being sued by a trans man? He said he was misgendered when he came out to them. He said he was physically attacked, meaning he was on the ground, her mother was punching him, and Rosario was sitting on him so he couldn't move. This is what he's saying. He has a temporary restraining order against both of them. I'm sorry, neither one of them get my vote. It's, I know that, I'm, I, what I'm saying is that if either one of them becomes the Democratic lead, neither one of them will get my vote. That's what I'm saying. This is disgusting. As much as I still feel a little uncomfort when I meet some people in the black community if they don't know me, 
immediately there's a wall up because I know that being black and trans is not something that they're cool with. But I will always support. I will always support them as part of my community, even if I'm uncomfortable with it. If I ever saw some, let's say those two guys, I, I don't know if I told the story. I was at um, Star Market two summers ago, putting my groceries in the car, and two black guys were standing there, and they were loud about it. Oh, I think that's a dude. No, I don't think so. They were just loud about it. And so I said, you don't win a prize if you guess right, guys. And they hurried up and got in their car and drove off. If I saw them being brutalized by the police, I would get my phone out, and I would so record it for them. Now, I know for a fact if they saw the opposite, they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't try to help me. I know it. But I don't care. I'm still going to support. Still. And Jamal's a good person. I know I say that a lot. I know I sound like Trump right now. He's a good person. No, he really is a good guy. Um, Jamal's good, good people. He has four kids. Those four kids lost six years of their life with him. And Camilla has never addressed it once. And Corey has never addressed Rosario's behavior once. I actually unfollowed both of them. I want nothing to do with supporting them. I'm disgusted. My number one pick is Andrew Yang. I feel like he is what the country needs. I think he's a strong character. When you ask him a question, he gives you a definitive answer. He doesn't hoe him off. Ooh, I don't know. He, I like him a lot. And we need somebody decisive. So um, I still would vote for Hillary, by the way, just, just to let you know. If she was running, I would vote for her 170 times, if I could. Because like Andrew, she's very decisive. She doesn't say something to win a vote. She gives you an answer because she's asked a question. And that's what I liked about her. So, but that's just my opinion. Um, and my final topic is the division within the LGBT community. Um, I brought it up last week. Well, a new development. There's now an LGB alliance, leaving out the rest of the letters. Um, like I had mentioned, the reason why we add those letters is because we want to be inclusive of the people who don't have homes. And not for nothing, if it wasn't for Marsha P. Clark, or excuse me, Marsha P. Johnson, black trans woman throwing a brick after her gay brothers and gay sisters were harassed at the Stonewall Inn in New York City, she threw a brick at police because she was so fed up with how they treat gay men, gay women, trans people. Threw a brick. That started the riot. How dare these people at the LGB Alliance say, well, LGB is a orientation. Trans is a gender identity. You guys shouldn't be included in that. Fuck you. 
when the whole stone Stonewall riots started, there was no division whatsoever. Marsha didn't think twice about trying to help someone. We're all different. Why the hell is there a division now? But you guys go ahead and you form your group. I'm still going to include everybody in my fight. I think it's horrible. Marsha did that for nothing. She did this for nothing. I just, I, I will never understand that. But, again, that's just my opinion. So, I wanted to keep this really brief. I don't have anybody to go back and forth on, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But, um, yeah, those are all the topics I had today. Um, thank you all for listening me to me rant next week. I'm going to try to get a, a guest host so that we'll have more than just my opinion. But I wanted to, I do want to hear your opinion. So reach out to me um, at Real Emmy Morgan um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you could, I would ask you to be respectful. I'm not above blocking people if I feel they're being very disrespectful. Um, don't use inflammatory words. I'm not cool with it. I don't tolerate it, just to let you know. Um, and lastly, always, my books are up on sale. Google Play, um, iBooks, Amazon, Kendall, The Nook. Um, if you go to uh, Real Emmy Morgan on Facebook, I have my own page for my book. It's um, at Who I Am Book. At Who I Am Book is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I I try to leave some nuggets on some behind the scenes on how I wrote the book and what my inspirations are. Um, and also, if you want to read any reviews that I have on movies, TV, a little bit of my personal life, you can always go to realedmorgan.blogspot.com. But, yeah, that's it. Thanks again for let, letting me rant, and um, I appreciate it. And until next time, take care, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.